Hey guys, welcome back to Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today, these two people are no strangers. It is the lovely Mandy and Georgia. Well, Mandy, they're not from the same company, uh, but that would be insane <laughs> if they kind of merged together. Uh, Mandy is from Black Ice Bikinis. Georgia is from Georgia Rose Bikini. So welcome, girls. How are we? Hi. So we are going to be doing a completely different topic and I really wanted to get these ladies on because I thought it's going to be interesting for you guys to get a cool insight from three different companies in the industry around the topic of sponsorships. I know it's a big thing, so I wanted to go into loads of different details. Hopefully you girls can get the sponsorship you want one day. So I want the first question to be, and we'll kind of like go in a circle whatever we want to do it, but you girls have been going a little bit longer than me, but how did you first do sponsorships or how did you first approach sponsorships in comparison to how you do it now like do you feel like the sponsorship kind of game has changed at all I've only been going for two years and I don't think it's changed massively but I know it's what five years five years Georgia and then Mandy's three years I think no no I think we're both are we both five years now yeah 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 we've me and Georgia started the exact same year I think Georgia started like a month or two before me yeah it's so weird the OGs I know (laughs) <laughs> um, I would say, not that the sponsorship game has changed, but definitely the way that I've gone around sponsorship has dramatically changed. I think in, when you're a new business in the beginning, you're just desperate to have like people in your bikinis. Um, and a lot of the time I thought lots of followers meant a good thing, but that's not necessarily, and that's the biggest thing that I've learned is that's not what I would look for necessarily in a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've sponsored or, you know, you know, given out a bikini to someone with a half million followers, but they weren't necessarily a competitor or a seasoned competitor or the audience with, com- like, have competitor audience, they did. Mm-hmm. And that was obviously not the right necessarily audience for me. I don't know about you, Mandy. Yeah, no, I was the same, like, exactly the same as you like I thought having 300,000 followers was like yeah Yeah. get in my bikini give it for free that was the first time I realized I will never do collaborations again um it don't matter if you've got a million followers to me now and it doesn't matter if you've got you know seven million followers I genuinely don't believe collaborations work for us just because nine times out of ten with somebody with that many followers it's either going to be um, you know, people who are just inspired by their fitness journey, not necessarily like designated to compete in, or they might be male because they like the way the girl looks or yeah. something. Yeah. Could be anything to do with that, but you're really only targeting like a small, small amount of people who follow that person, even though they've got so many followers. And that was the biggest mistake I made. Yeah. We have a niche business. So mm. we almost need someone that has a niche following in a way. And I think, yeah, having a, I love having a, a, a seasoned sponsor or a lot of the time I've had a sponsor or someone that used to be my, my client and I've watched their journey grow over the last five years. Like Alicia Gardner is a perfect mm. example. I mean, I made her bikinis years ago and like she started with UKBFF and then she grew and grew and grew and she turned pro in my bikini. I mean, and I and then obviously I, I sponsored her just before that, but that's just obviously a coincidence. But seasoned competitors, I feel, are great um, because all their posts are about you know uh, bodybuilding and um, 
they might have a lot of bikini competitor followers and that's their passion and they'll go I know that I'll be able to support them and I'll get the exact same thing in return they'll yeah. support me Sure. No, definitely. So I always feel really uncomfortable now when someone approaches me for a collaboration because I don't know about you girls, it's so obvious that they haven't, like they've literally been searching companies that are like, oh, that looks good. And they've not even taken the time like to even research. Ugh. And that, like I got one from quite a well-known person in the industry, actually, I won't say her name, but she was basically saying, oh, I'd love to do a collaboration with like your posing heels. And I was like, yeah, but I don't just do posing heels. And it was just like a really awkward conversation because I was like, you've shown yourself, you have, it's so clear, you have no idea what my business is because all you're talking about is shoes to me. My biggest pet peeve is getting a message that says, oh my God, I love your bikinis. I've been following you for ages. Like, would you like to collaborate? Well, it's not even that. If you love my bikini so much, why haven't you bought one? Everyone else yeah. has. Like, yeah. I don't get it. I, I, it's just a straight delete for me. Like, you actually don't love my bikinis because I love people. I love people's brand and I will pay for them, like, regardless of the price. Yeah. And, like, it's not, it's not like, I get that everyone's desperate, like, and people, people are influencers and they obviously make a living off doing things for free or getting free products, but... At the end of the day, like I've got a mortgage to pay and I've got a roof, you know, like to put over my head. So like, no, like you're, you're like, I've got clients who love my bikinis who pay for them. So it don't make you any special if you love my bikinis and then you've only just followed me like last week. So yeah. I'm not. So they're like the, the key takeaways like automatically. It's like followers isn't necessarily everything. Don't just <laughs> come out right for a collaboration. And I remember seeing this a post. I wish I saved it. I think it was you, George, that we posted it. And someone oh, replied back. Yeah, the, that bakery being like, if you like, yeah. if you want to support me, and if you like me, then like buy my yeah. stuff. And that, that's the mm. way I look at it as well. If I'm ever kind of or like got the, my radar on someone, that's the first thing I'll do. Or if they can't, you know, you, you got to get like good vibes and stuff. I will always check if they've bought from me because at the end of the day, as well, from like a business perspective, I always think if. They haven't ever had the experience of your brand. And how can they talk about it? And how can they be yeah. authentic with talking about that brand? Because you can't, like, how do you know they're even any good? Like, we know, or they, we know companies in this industry that give awful service, don't reply. You know, there's loads of things that can kind of happen. And I think if you've yeah. never had that experience, then how can you know and actually promote it? I've, spons I've sponsored people without them having worn my bikini. And they've had a bikini off me and then like maybe within a week or something they've asked to drop the sponsorship because the bikini wasn't right for them and it's fine like but obviously that's the risk you take when you if you don't if you sponsor somebody who's never worn your stuff before and that's like what I learned starting out obviously like just like George said you're so will like you just wanting to get so many people in your bikinis at the start mm. like as well I used to sponsor people on like an ambassador approach where it was like I'd give maybe girls who had like quite a large following, um, but maybe weren't top level athletes. I'd probably give them like a discount rather than like an actual free bikini yeah. or like a, a proper sponsorship. Mm. And I realized that that doesn't work for me either because I feel like, and I learned this system through um, how somebody gets their coaching. So they get like free coaching because they're top level because all the amateurs obviously like, you know, who paid for the coaching off that coach. So obviously they can give a select amount of like pro athletes free coaching. And I thought, well, actually, if I now designate my time to have 
top level athletes they've worked through their industry and they've kind of started earning their earning their place to have a free bikini off me mm-hmm. so i'd like to basically so now since starting out where i was obviously offering like discounts and some like free bikinis now i've just switched it where i only sponsor people with free bikinis because i feel like they've they paid their way with me like they've they've paid as clients mm-hmm. like you've said that you they've grown with you as a brand that mm. they've invested their time and efforts and support and money into us as as bikini makers so they deserve to then obviously you know for us to then support their careers yeah yeah no, 100% 100% so in terms of qualities you look for with athletes is there certain things you would say both from like the type of person they are it as well as maybe the sort of feeds that they have or kind of like a visual aesthetic. Like, is there yeah. something that you're like, yes, that's it. Like that's exactly for me, for me anyway, there's one thing I not that. I mean, each to their own, you can do whatever you want on your own Instagram. But personally for me, I will not sponsor a girl whose Instagram feed is constantly semi-naked pictures but not in a showing off your physique in a you're straddling a tub of protein trying to get likes like that's just not the that is not the like that is not somebody I want representing me like I don't care if it's got you a hundred thousand followers but if you're like bent over in like an explicit pose it is all like in a pose that's nothing to do with fitness and it's more like in a like if you've done a photo shoot fair play like and I know what we've all done little photo shoots here and there and like obviously mm. to build content but if your feed is is like predominantly like no I don't know how to describe it you know like yeah. a, bit, a bit sexual yeah you know you know I, like the majority of your feed is sexual like to me the majority of your followers are going to be male yeah so you we haven't got the same target audience and if you compete fair enough and I'll happily make bikinis fears and stuff like that but as in terms of sponsorship like I can't I would never sponsor somebody like that like if there's like a balance where there's obviously like photos of the sexual nature because you're done a photo shoot or whatever obviously you've got a cracking body you want to show it off but then obviously like it's fitness it's majority fitness and like inspirational and like people are following you because of your fitness journey and how well you compete then that's what I'm more interested in and if you've got like a lot of interaction on your page so like if you've only got in like say 50 likes or something and like not many comments it's because probably people aren't really engaging with what you're yeah. saying I've seen girls with like 3,000 followers but they're getting like 400 likes and 28 comments they're the girls I'm after like the ones who are actually putting valuable content up on the page and like you know really they're actually engaging with the with the people who are following them and it's like a really good connection there that's the kind of stuff I like to see Mm. yeah I don't I feel like every year my team gets better and better because I'm learning every time and Mm. anyone that I add to my team I know that I will never have to ask anything of them mm. like I'll never have to ask them like hey can you post this or you know hey can you do that I know that they've got my back and I don't need to worry about it and I'm hollering about my me and my bikinis I don't I don't want to have to worry I'll let them do their job you know the, the bikinis will sell themselves if they're wearing them like those are the people that I look for like great content um consistent content as well like like not just post like posting enough um so again it's like that whole thing you just said mandy um three four thousand followers but like yeah i like so those are the people that are constantly on their instagram you know mm. what i would say as well leading on from you in particular georgia is the consistency side so 
don't know about you girls like you kind of want to break as an athlete looking to kind of approach a brand you want to break down as many barriers of oh well oh i'm not sure about this i'm not sure about that if you've never posted about any of our brands or like tagged us in something or given us like a visual idea of what sorts of content you would produce if you were to be sponsored by us if you've not done that then in my head i'm like yeah but i have no idea how you're going to even link your personal instagram with my brand because i've never seen it before like for me that's a big one because i'm like if i have no idea then for me i'm gonna be like mm, what if I, I take her on and she like her vibe and like way, what, maybe the way that she writes and stuff it's just not not the right fit if you know what i mean yeah as well um it's like with sponsorship hopping as well yes massive massive thing for me is if i've seen somebody hop jump shit within the same kind of category of people like so for instance if somebody's already been sponsored by another bikini company and then they're messaging me for sponsorship it makes me think and if, maybe if they're still sponsored as well, I'm like, that's a bit shady. Would you yeah. do that to me? I mean, that means that they don't care about you. And yeah. They care about a bikini for themselves. Yeah. That that's sense. it. It's like, basically, they're just looking for somebody to offer them a free product. They actually don't care who it is. Yeah. They just want somebody to offer them the free bikini. Yeah. No matter how I know. So it's like, that's another thing to kind of look out for as well. Like, if you've got too many sponsorships or you've had you've just hopped around quite often. Like, cause at the end of the day, if we've got eyes on someone, like we won't tell you all, like we'll, we'll have had eyes on you for a while, probably before you get approached. But at the same time, like if we're following you and we can see exactly what you're getting up to on your Instagram. So obviously like we know, we know who's you've been sponsored by. We know what your content's like and stuff like that. So it's really like you should be put, if you want to get sponsored by a brand, you should be putting out content that you want that brand to see. Yeah, exactly. There's almost yeah. like lead by example. You need to start mm. like pretending you are. Like, I remember when I was in the beginning and I didn't necessarily have a strong sponsorship team, nor did I know how to kind of run it correctly. I remember like some of my own paying clients did a better job yeah. at like at like promoting me than my actual signed sponsors. And I was mm -hmm. like, something's wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> Like they would like, you know, tag and post and like, you know, I expect, and now my athletes are like my biggest, you know, girl fans <laughs> and they, they should be like pleased and proud to be with me as if they should be proud to be with any other bikini brand. Exactly the opposite of what you just said, Mandy, but the like, um, hopping to different brands, mm. like, so passionate about you and, um, everything that you do and, and be invested in you as well. Um, yeah. Every girl that's on my team, I have approached by like maybe a couple have spoken to me, but they've either been, I know them, they've been previous purchasing, whether they bought like a sage bikini or a posing bikini or whatever they bought from me. Before. Yeah. So, like you said, Jazz, they've mm. invested in you. They've been able to try my bikinis on and um, they know that they like them. And one of my new, soon to be 2021 sponsors has bought a posing bikini before and she's like, Georgia, I really love the quality of this posing bikini. I love everything about your Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Like, would you consider, and like, what are your sponsorship things like for? And so that's such a great way to introduce yourself to me mm -hmm. or to any brand, whatever it is. You've invested in the product, you're happy with it, and you're not just like cheekily like sending an email being like, you know, oh, I yeah, a DM. I love your bikinis. It's so, so you don't have one. No, it's so impersonal, yeah. isn't it? 
it's funny when you see like in comparison i've always found this if i'm bringing someone on it's always someone that i've spoken to i've not even realized but i've spoken to them loads on dms without even realizing across the year i'm like oh my god and then when you, when you see those other people that just dm that one time but you've had no initial conversation yeah. it does yeah. seem a little bit strange but so yeah leading on from that like how do you guys kind of approach people so i used to do the mixture of i had an application form but i don't use that anymore just because i'll be honest i just didn't get the right sort of people that kind of like came through and it was very much i never heard from them and i thought this just it's it's a waste of their time and waste waste of my time whereas now i quite like i feel like i'm getting to the place with myself like i'm very i want things to be as organic as possible and I'm always really, I feel like, I don't know about you girls, now the team's getting to like a, a fairly decent size, I'm always kind of, not like wary, but I don't want to rock the boat in any way. I don't want, like, you know, if you're going to have like a team meetup or, you know, they're going to represent your brand, I always think you want people that gel well and can get on well and can be professional because you don't want any, do you mean, say there's like awkwardness between like two people yeah. and that obviously just, it doesn't bode well and I would have a rubbish day anyway and I wouldn't want that. <laughs> Um, so yeah how do you guys approach the whole spot like how do you approach people now do you handle this one first yeah I'll go I think it's actually what you touched on with you'll have your eyes on someone so I'll have my eyes on someone so like this year there was a few people that had my eyes on I was like Ooh, are they still sponsored I don't know and or they they you know they remove their response their sponsorship from their bio there's a couple of people that did that that I've signed one that I've signed already and then one that I'm about to sign and I was like oh I'm unsure and funny enough one of them approached me first and it was so funny again this is where you I bring the word in organic I was like how funny is that the person that I had had my eye on that I was like umming and eyeing about approached me so it's like it's the most organic thing ever yeah. mm. um, and then someone else that I messaged I was Danny actually. I was really pleased because I felt I was like I felt quite honored. She said like I've actually been approached by a couple other people, but let me have a think about it. And I know Danny. I've met her a few times, and the reason why she chose me was because she said, you know, I've met you, Georgia. I really get on with you, and I just have a feeling about you. And like mm. that's the nicest thing that anyone. Yeah. Can say. That's the nicest thing anyone could say. Like. So even though she technically had never had a product from me, she's seen my products in person. She's, you know, I've known her um, for a couple of years, kind of just like within the industry and it just, it gels mm. kind of so all very, I would never do this, like put a post out and be like, apply nightmare. Could you imagine? Yeah. Nightmare. That's, uh, I did that. That's what like the one thing I did at the very start when I oh, first yeah. started made bikinis. And like, obviously like you just get, I mean, from that, I got Rhea Gale. Like, so obviously I can't knock it wow. completely. How I, got Rhea, I got Rhea Gale from that. Like, obviously, like, I got her when she had, like, 3,000 followers yeah, and like, only been competing in figure, like, maybe. Beginning. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I've, like, she she got her very first bikini. I don't, I think, I'm pretty sure she started in body fitness. So, the lime yeah. green bikini off someone. And then I've made her I've bikini. I've been seen her on Instagram for years. Yeah. So really yeah that's a great one yeah so like obviously like i can't knock it completely but obviously like over time like I, apart from rear i don't have any of those athletes anymore um yeah. and like so obviously like that at the start worked for me for that time frame when we we're starting out but like now um 
I guess like how so like we basically like yeah a bit like you like I keep my eye on girls for a while um we do have like a little thing obviously like you can email in your application we have like an, an email inbox that says like sponsorship at black ice where obviously like you can put your name forward and stuff um but I like to keep my numbers quite low I don't like to have too many athletes I want it to obviously be like I want you to feel like you've achieved something when you have when you yeah yeah it should be a status shouldn't it like you it shouldn't just be a free-for-all like it should be a big as well yeah you should be a Georgia Rose bikini athlete like you should be a black eyes bikini athlete like that's what it should be and like it should have some like credential to it mm-hmm. um so obviously I like to keep my numbers down so obviously sometimes we don't recruit anyone sometimes we only take on one sometimes we take on two it just depends on if people don't compete and leave it depends on yeah. if we decide to yeah a lot of that yeah it just de- it depends if we decide to like cut people because they're not upholding their end of the deal like don't feel like we're getting anything from them um but what we tend to do is i kind of keep my eye on a few people i like to have met them so obviously like it's normally ones that i've either met in fitting but i do attend a lot of shows and so do you georgia so you probably get to meet like a lot of people so it's normally somebody that i've met um that i like to meet that i've gotten kind of an idea of who they are as a person so i know that i like them mm. i also like to see how they handle themselves at shows if i can yes oh my god that is one thing that i love about channing oh, that's a good one mate. seriously mate there seriously. has been some drama and being I, able for it. seriously you are a drama queen over placing you are out in my head being I able to tan Seriously, being able to tan at these shows is amazing and being backstage because, at the, especially at the beginning, no one really knew, like, no one had the connection with me to Compaq. So I could go in, like, being really sneaky and yeah. they didn't like, really know. And it was great. And, like, you do hear stuff. If I hear someone bitching about their place, saying that somebody didn't deserve to beat them or if they oh. cry or say the judges incorrectly scored them, like, say it at home do not say it in public especially like if you're going to represent me like i'm not here for it so that's a massive no like professionalism is such a like a huge thing for me like if you're in my bikini and you're representing me i you've got an issue like tell it to your boyfriend when you're sat at home or something yeah i'm just not here for it at all so that's like a big thing that i look out for and then the last thing i do is I, i normally recruit at the end of the year i don't really i don't tend to recruit mid season I tend to re- like if I've got I like to see like so say like if I've got my eye on somebody and then they get a bikini from me or they, they've got a bikini from me and then I'm keeping my eye on them um obviously I like to see like if they do well and then if they come back to me again for their finals bikini because that if they jump ship then obviously I've dodged a bullet there um ah that's a good one yeah like I normally have my eyes out within the first six months I like kind of like you don't have to compete in the first six months for me to see you but obviously like you'll have probably messaged me on Instagram saying when should I come for a bikini if obviously it's not a regular client so I'll obviously already have like my eyes at that point and then obviously when you come in I've already your bikini or something then if you do, I'm, if you're doing well obviously I expect you to call for finals and you can either wear the same bikini which is fine but the, the test is, are you going to be in my bikini at finals, whether it's the same bikini yeah. or a different bikini? If you're not in my bikini, then obviously you don't like me enough to stay with me. So then obviously you're not worth sponsoring. So, and then once I've got my handful of girls, I kind of got my eye on, I then text their profiles to my friends I who have that. no idea about 
bodybuilding and I, oh, well, they do, that. they, so do they do through me they know about bodybuilding through me but they are regular girls and I ask do you like their Instagrams interesting, interesting. because if my friends don't like your Instagrams there must be something about your content that they which they don't like and my friends are really into like they like the inspirational Instagram accounts and like mm, obviously yeah, like yeah. but if they find your demeanor kind of either smug or they're not into it then that means there's going to be another selection of girls who aren't also into it which means then we're capping off a majority of potential that clients. is so interesting mandy i would never think to do that yeah so these are these are the girls as well that also work with me so like they obviously have some idea of the bodybuilding industry but they necessarily don't follow all my clients yeah, so yeah, then yeah. obviously they get to see a selection of profiles which i say hey girls these are the girls i'm interested in and i'm looking at can you give me some feedback on their profiles and then just let me know obviously whether you're liking them you're not liking them like would you recommend them for sponsorship like is there something about them that like makes you like them or it doesn't and like i kind of get general feedback from like because obviously i'll fall in love with somebody who i meet like in terms of like obviously i've watched the, them from the start of prep to coming to collect the bikini or obviously ship the bikini out so i've seen them and i've followed their journey so i become impartial to how yeah you know i mean i'm just like oh i love them so much but then deep down actually they might not be a good fit for sponsorship but i'm like i can't sponsor everyone so if i need an outsider's opinion and the only way to do that is to ask my friend love that well, me and George are going to be nicking that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So, like, how do you guys, I think this, I think it'd be interesting to talk about this topic. Um, how, it's, isn't it right? Let's just be honest. Isn't it, doesn't it suck when you put so much time and effort into someone and then they don't do what they agree to do? Because I always say to them, this is the initial proposal. If you can't, if you don't, if, you, if this doesn't, if you don't feel like you can meet this, like realistically, be honest with me and just tell me but what right. hurts me so much is when you put all that time and effort because like for uh, the way that we handle athletes like we're not just a high and buy oh my god my dog will not shut up um like <laughs> joe we will chat to them like i see a lot of my athletes as like my really good friends now but then it's really yeah. really disheartening when like especially i think this is important to kind of note as well is when you're working with a brand especially in this industry it's like you're dealing with people that like this is their baby and if you don't do like i personally take, i take it personally i'll be honest if they don't like if they yeah. go quiet i'm like what's happening like have i done something wrong and blah blah, blah. Yeah. But it, like i won't i won't bullshit i think what people need to realize is as much as like we become really good friends with our athletes it is a business arrangement first and foremost and it is a contract we do something for you in exchange for you doing something for us. And I am 100% dead serious that if somebody does not do something for me, I am quite happy to terminate their contracts because of it. And I, I, as ruthless as it is, at first I was a bit like, oh, if you could just maybe do a little bit more posting. And it got me nowhere. Like I just got walked all over. So now I'm just like, nah, hon. Like if you don't want to represent me, then I won't represent you. And then yeah, that's it. Is, there is definitely someone that would fill the, those shoes like like that mm. uh, well, that's it but you get you become so close with your athletes now like obviously you should be really good mates with your athletes because obviously you're talking to them regularly and like you want them to post about you and you want to post them and like you want to obviously support them so you expect by the time that you are good friends that they wouldn't do that so obviously when it gets to that level you can trust them but obviously the first few steps in that it, it, it is difficult like obviously 
I mean, I've, I've struggled with it in the past, but they're not on my team anymore. So bye. Bye. So what misconceptions do you think people have around sponsorships? The one thing that I can think automatically is I guess that level of expectation. And I do find it quite difficult because when you've got, say for example, an athlete's got massive sponsors where it's like a massive supplement brand or something like that. They've got millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds coming into that company. So Mm. that budget, like they can get, potentially a salaried like a good salaried income whereas I'm just speaking for myself here I'm not in that position like and as as harsh as it sounds I have to pay myself first before I can pay everyone else yeah um because if I I can't pay pay myself like that's the thing it's not in pay but like in terms of paying them in terms of giving them their sponsorship side as well do you know what I mean um I don't know what you guys kind of think about that what do you think George is how you go well, yeah, we have to remember like what we do is of a handmade nature. <laughs> so it's not like um, we have bikinis that are like, you know, made in China and then sent to us. And then, you know, we lose X amount of money by just giving it to someone. It's not like a piece of clothing or a, a pro- box of a tub of protein where we could just give it out. Everything is like custom made. So not only, you know, it might cost us X amount of money to make it, well, then it's costing me X amount of time to make it. And my time is money as well. So being yeah. a sponsor, like, it's not just like sending something. So I guess the mis- what I'm saying is the misconception is we are someone, if we're making a, I'm making this product for my athlete, I'm, it's costing me money and time. And that's so much for me as a small business owner, not like just sending out a pair of shoes or something like yeah. that won't that much that oh girl they do trust me when you have import tax (laughs) trust me (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm joking i'm joking carry on sure um so yeah that's super important and i and i know that i hope i I know that all my athletes respect that so it's not like hey georgia can you just like put a a bikini in the post it's not like that for us yeah so so yeah, every single one of my athletes is, is going to know that. And if you're a sponsor, looking for sponsorship, you need to know that, that we're putting our effort and our time and our money to put a free bikini on your body. You better, you, they, they should respect that, that that is so much of my time. And I'm investing in them at the same time because I know that they're going to do me proud and they're going to love that bikini and they're going to post about me and do everything. And I'm not even going to blink an eye and I know that they're going to do it. That is what I expect. And nothing yeah. like no, I agree with you completely. Like at the end of the day, you got the top athletes who are like, obviously competing to try and get onto Olympia stage. who are probably yeah. going to get money subsidized for travel. They're going to get paid for every time they win a show, like by their other sponsors, like, Oh, you win a show in America or whatever. Like we'll give you a grand or something like that. Like mm. I, I may, I wish I could give a right? grand. Like, it ain't me i've been doing a lot more with a grand than giving it <laughs> but like literally right. that's that's how it is like i'll i'll talk about my like so we have an amateur sponsorship and we have yeah. a pro sponsorship and then if you make olympia you get a f- extra bikini on top of your sponsorship because obviously like we'll gift you an olympia suit because we don't want you in the same suit at olympia like i want you in a brand new Sorosky oh. suit yeah. Um, so I'll do the full work. So obviously that's like a goal. That's like my way of offering my, like, okay. Like, and then obviously like 
with the pros and not they've got they might have to do more than a couple shows so obviously i want them in a couple suits mm-hmm. um so obviously like depending on what level you are is depending on what sponsorship you are with me um but there's no like oh i like you more you get this or i like you more you get this like it's literally just amateur pro you make olympia you get a brand new suit for it like okay. that's it and you can only wear that suit at olympia and that's your olympia suit because we'll get yeah. girls and saying i want rhea gales olympia suit in black or i want it in blue but like i'm not here to pay for you to that you can get that from your supplement companies or you can get that from your coaching company or you can get that from your clothing company. I don't think girls would assume that though from that. I mean, I don't know. No, I hope, I mean, I hope they don't. Because there's obviously some massive companies in America, which obviously like we're just, as a, as a smaller country, there's a lot less people who compete in the UK than there is in America. So obviously, like I know, I know American companies who give out six bikinis a year to sponsored athletes. Wow. Bitch, I have not got that much time. I've got like 12 athletes I've got to grab. No way. Like I, I can't give six, I ain't even got six bikinis, I ain't got time to make six bikinis per no athlete, way. per year. And why you'd want that many. You know what, but yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be competing that often. Most pros though, compete in the same bikini all year. Well, no, that's it. I mean, like, that's why they do. Phoebe like had the option to have more than one bikini the first year she turned pro with me because you want to see like imagine like the picture but like when it's your like if you don't notice though especially bikini pros they usually have their color and yeah. that's like their life yeah like, you know, exactly. it's like, they just you know, vary like, my I think Rhea's been in blue yeah. for the past yeah. three bikinis I've done that's probably her color and that's the one that yeah she's always going to suit pastels um because of her skin tone and that and like her coloring like she wrote she like they they pop off of the most but that's it like you don't need sometimes you like it's great to wear the same bikini because then you've got a comparison for the judges to tell how well you, you know like an easy comparison yeah. But yeah that was that was the one thing I was always dead nervous about it's like when we were signing girls obviously how much they expected from us but obviously our athletes do know and like they're completely fine with their sponsorship arrangements and stuff and it's also like nice that they got a level to work to for the next one so obviously like they go from amateur to pro they obviously get an increase in sponsorship and then once they're pro obviously they then get an increase if they make it to olympia which is the ultimate goal anyway for some of them so obviously um yeah that was just the main thing i was always nervous about at the start was not being able to meet the demand of what the americans were doing sometimes Mm. yeah definitely like millions i mean there's loads of bikini how many more people than we do in the UK is, you know, it's very hard for us to sell. I know. I always think they probably have the same amount of competitors in one state that we do in the entire UK. How crazy what? is that? Yeah. That's mad. Because like, I was saying this, like, so I was talking to someone recently who's like been, who makes their own bikinis and they were obviously asking for advice I'm like starting up and I'll happily offer advice like we've all been there like me and George are obviously when we're first starting up like we might not have had people to talk to I mean I definitely didn't I like just remember making my own bikini and giving it a go and I've had to spend the last five years like working to where I'm at now um but I was I made five years ago (laughs) yeah I mean they're like my oh my god yeah that's so bad but like I was basically saying like I'll happily offer advice and they were a bit but they said oh I didn't know whether to ask you like I didn't know everything and I just said listen if say on a good year I say mate I sell 200 bikinis so does George I say me and George are probably pretty equal in terms of like we're the top level in terms of like we've been around the longest people probably recognize our names the most and then you've got all the other companies that like are doing really well as well 
um so let's say ballpoint they're maybe getting 100 to 150 so if george is getting 200 and i'm getting 200 and all these other companies are getting 100 to 150 how many girls do you think compete yeah there's enough business to go around mm. so like you know what i mean it's, there's so many girls competing in the uk and then like you know magnify that when you get to the states and europe and australia and god knows wherever else that's mad. Scary mm. though. Scary how small we are in comparison to like, <laughs> the states and my whole shit. So I want to finish this up with what are your future like plans right now in terms of like athletes and sponsorships, like going into next year, business wise. Like, give like a one minute overview. Go. My one minute is to basically just try make it to the end of this. <laughs> like, I mean. Let's be real. It's been a bit of a weird. On a normal given year, it would just be to obviously meet the targets we've set for this, like for a normal year, and then look at how we can expand and do better the year after, and whether that means taking on new athletes, whether it means working with the athletes we've got and magnifying it, or something along that. So obviously, at the end of this year, we'll approach all the athletes we have, ask them who's competing next year, who's not competing, what the plans are, and then we'll be able to relook at our team going forward. Yeah. I think mine would be look at the team I have for this year, then compare it to, do I want to cut it down? Do I want to limit myself? I think after this conversation, I'll need to look at how many I have and how many I want to go into for 2021. Cause yeah. like, like Mandy said, is we don't have enough time to make an athlete six bikinis, for example. Mm. If I have too many athletes and then I've, you know, ex- reached or exceeded my target of how many bikinis I want to have in a year, I'm like, I'm only one little tiny person. <laughs> hands yeah I'm gonna I feel like I've almost I've got the girls that I want for next year and I'm excited about I think I'm just gonna fine-tune what my uh sponsorship responsibilities look like for the athlete and just like yeah fine-tune it and cap cap it because it is Mm. it should be an elite and exciting thing to be with Black Ice or Georgia Rose or etc yeah or compact just saying (laughs) but no I hope, like, for people listening, I do hope this was a really, really interesting episode to get the actual raw behind-the-scenes shit of what we like and what we don't like and the sort of, I guess, the what our minds, like, I don't know, what my mind looks like, what Mandy's brain looks like, you know, to when we, it goes into the, the decision-making of this. Like, we are very picky, but for the right reason. So, yeah, if anyone has any questions, then obviously just, like, hit us up. But yeah, I'm going to cut it off there because we just keep getting, this is like the second time I've done this now where we're going to get cut off this uh, chat in two seconds. So yeah, thank you so much guys and see you all in the next episode.